0: Welcome to the Panjiva Daily. We bring you data-driven insights into global trade events and a review of our recent research. I'm Chris Rogers, Panjiva's Trade Analyst, and here's what's on for May the 24th. Canada and Mexico are committed to NAFTA talks being trilateral. Our analysis of their top 50 export lines, though, shows they'll be more like a series of bilateral talks. Also, toothpaste exports may be disrupted by a Mexican bridge and our monthly review of US beer imports. Kicking off with trade policy, the foreign ministers of Canada and Mexico have committed to making NAFTA negotiations a trilateral affair at a conference that we previewed yesterday. While they may be structured that way, in reality, the talks will be a series of bilaterals. Our analysis of the top 50 export lines from each country show that there are a few areas of trilateral interest outside of autos, energy, and power distribution. Canada and the US are in conflict over aerospace, lumber and dairy, while Mexico and the US are already battling in sugar. More details on negotiating positions are going to take quite some time to come through, with the US only scheduled to bring the details of its positions out in mid-July. Staying with policy, the US ITC will investigate Suniva's Section 201 petition regarding imports of crystalline silicon photovoltaic cells. The case is unusual. In that the action is not supported by its major shareholder or the industry bodies and a final decision on action actually lays with president donald trump our data shows that while the value of imports it fell by two-thirds in the first quarter that was due to a 64 percent drop in values per unit that would suggest there's been significant price competition with shipments from south korea vietnam and thailand increasing to 31% of the total in the first quarter from 2% in the first quarter of 2014. The latter two are due to manufacturers relocating from China. Now, given the Trump administration is already reviewing the Corus trade deal with South Korea and has been critical of country hopping, it's likely that President Trump will support the ITC if it makes an affirmative decision in November. In economics now, there are two items of good news and one bad. The first piece of good news is that global trade volumes jumped by 6% on a year earlier in March. That was the fastest rate of expansion since April of 2011. All the major regions saw an increase in exports, with Central and East Europe leading the charge on higher energy shipments. That also likely helped Latin America, which expanded by around 8%. More of the same looks possible in April. Brazil's exports climbed by 15%, And emerging Asian economies, where we've had data from China, South Korea, Taiwan and Thailand, all suggest there was further expansion there during the month of April. Even the US is seeing growth, though imports will likely expand faster than exports in April, as as they did in March. Staying on the positive side, exports from New Zealand climbed by 10% on a year earlier in April, outstripping the 5% growth in imports and generating a surplus that was nearly 90% higher than economists expected. Shipments to China were the main driver, with a one-quarter increase, which coincided with a one-third rise in dairy exports, the second largest sales line to China, our data shows. Continued growth in China-bound shipments from New Zealand may need a new trade deal, though. While a bilateral deal is under discussion, the broader RCEP trade agreement is more likely to be a focus for China. Now the bad news. Venezuela's fifth new foreign exchange system in four years comes as its trade balance has expanded. Our analysis of five countries' trade with Venezuela shows its exports climbed by three quarters on a year earlier in March, while imports dropped by more than 30%. As a consequence, its trade surplus jumped to 1.2 billion. That's the highest since May of 2014. That was a result of a rise in oil exports to the US and China Prices declined though, which would suggest that oil volumes shipped by Venezuela increased despite the OPEC production cuts, but here's the thing. A basket of food imports that we measure from Brazil, Colombia and Mexico dropped sequentially in February and March to their lowest level since April of 2016. Moving on to logistics now, there are two items to watch. Firstly, CMACGM has launched the Azteca service, joining ports in California with those in Mexico and Central America. The service will be offered jointly with Hamburg Sud, which is in the process of being acquired by Maersk. Aside from providing a link between the two alliances, 2M and Ocean, the move follows recent agreements signed to reduce East Coast Latin American market share by Maersk. Our data shows that CMA CGM had a market share of just 10% on the routes in the past year, lagging behind Hapag Lloyd, who's the market leader, Mersk, who had 18%, and Hamburg Sud with 16%. Second on logistics, the World Trade Bridge crossing between Mexico and the US will be partially out of action from May 22nd to May 29th. That's a result of damage to the bridge in the Nuevo Laredo region due to heavy rainfall. That's going to disrupt exports from Nuevo Laredo despite rerouting via a neighbouring bridge. Our data shows that truck-borne exports from the region accounted for one-fifth of all Mexican exports in the fourth quarter and had increased by 5% in March compared to a year earlier. The largest consignees receiving goods via the routes include consumer goods companies Colgate, Palmolive and Procter & Gamble and the auto parts supplier Lear. Staying with supply chain issues, we've got two notes for you today. European auto manufacturers are stepping up their electrification strategies with Daimler opening a lithium-ion battery factory in Germany. The challenge for the industry will come from sourcing raw lithium supplies. Choices are few, with Argentina and Chile making up almost all the exports to the US. Globally, Chile has seen a reduction in its exports with a 1% drop in shipments in the first quarter of 2017. Sales to the EU by suppliers SQM and Albemarle fell on a year earlier, while those to China nearly doubled. Long-term growth in exports from Chile, which has averaged 13% annually over the past eight years, will need new resources to be released by the government. Finally, Mexican brewers' lives could become a lot more complex in the coming year. A renegotiation of NAFTA, or the introduction of border-adjustable taxes, may require a shift in their production and supply chain strategies. Exports of beer from Mexico to the US over the past year have climbed by 38% on a year earlier and now account for two-thirds of the total. That's been at the expense mainly of Canadian imports which fell by a quarter over the same period. Shipments from Mexico to the US were their second highest on record in March and will be dominated by Constellation brands after its purchase of AB InBev's facilities. With three-quarters of all Mexican beer exports going to the US, a significant sales effort will be needed from Constellation should trade be disrupted. If you want to read that report or find out more about our research, head over to panjiva.com. Thank you very much for listening.